What's going on, everybody? This is Mike Greco, and you're listening to Real Talk, the number one real estate podcast in New Jersey. We're still saying that, even though we have no idea if it's true or not. How many could there possibly be out there? Today, I'm joined by an amazing guest, Joe Spinella, in the building, a good friend of mine, a colleague. We started real estate together years ago, in a way, and um, he's here now, balling it out in the commercial real estate game. How you doing, Joe? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Number one real estate podcast. <laughs> We don't, do we don't know if that's true. We don't know if it's true. I just say it because I'm like, how many podcasts can they, there possibly be out there? So I'm like, just keep making the claim and eventually maybe I love it. Exactly. It'll be true. That's why I keep saying I wish I was taller. So if I keep saying it, maybe I'll get a little taller. <laughs> so how's your business going lately? It's going great. Everything's great. Um, you know, now that we're uh, on the uh, uptrend, we flattened the curve. So now we're going, we're going up after COVID. So that's good. Um, right. It's going really well. Yeah. A lot of the investors are, are back or back uh, back in the swing of things. Yeah, back swinging. So give a little background about yourself. Tell tell everybody about you know how old are you and when you got your start in real estate. Definitely. So I am 26. I uh, I started real estate full time when I was I'm gonna say just when I was turning 24. Okay. Um, and before that, I really didn't know much about real estate. Right. So I got into it for the limitless potential of it. Mm. You know I um, you know and I started in residential. I started in residential, but I always wanted to do commercial. That was a goal of mine and. You know, just the more the more I went into it, I said, you know, this is for me. So going into it, you already had planned you to do commercial in the future. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of your end game. Yeah, my yeah, my goal was working with that type of clientele, okay. working with those types of investors, working with those types of people because that's you know essentially what I wanted to be. Okay. So I always have the notion, you know, surround yourself with people that you want to be like. Definitely, definitely, it's smart. I mean, you're getting involved in that community, you're getting really good connections with people that you can work with in the future. And I, a lot of investors who I speak to get their start by leverage, working with other investors, going in on projects together, things like that, exactly. and working with you know people who are already in the game with their money and their experience. Exactly. So Build, building up your network is big. You yeah. Know? And, and you're doing business with people, and the best type of way to earn someone's trust is doing doing business with them and doing right by them. Right. So by doing that, you know. That gives you access into that world, into definitely. that lifestyle, into that business. Definitely, definitely. So, what were you doing before real estate? So, I actually right out of right out of high school, I went and I did business with my family. We opened up a restaurant. We had a couple. Oh, different really? Yogurt stores. Yeah, yeah. So that worked out really well. Um, nice. Yeah, we had a few different yogurt stores uh, in a franchise. It was called Let's Yo. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard of Let's Yo. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had a few of them. That was awesome. Great experience, and that's where. I really learned the customer service aspect. Okay. So, and I had no training. I had no background, nothing. I just went right into it. And my my notion, my, my, my main focus was, hey, how do I go and I make this person have the best experience? Mm. How do I give them the best product? And what do I do to, you know, make them have a great time? Quality customer service. Exactly. And, and just being genuine that's that's my whole thing just being genuine and doing the right thing by them and the formula is you do right by them and they'll come back yeah and they'll tell everybody else yeah and repeat customers exactly and I you know I said to myself that's that's the key if you do that with everything you do you'll be successful yeah so that's why I said you know anything that if you have a hustler mentality if you work hard and you do right by people, you'll, you'll be successful. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, what kind of got you into the, actually, before we go further, I saw on your page you used to do bodybuilding. Yes. And yeah. compete competitive for that? How yeah. was that? That was awesome. So I love that, um, and I, I always wanted to be into that, you know, own a gym, something along those lines, mm. just because when you're, 
you're in that mindset, you want to be around it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that also helped me and, and shaped me because there's no shortcuts. Yeah. There's no shortcuts whatsoever. You, if you don't put in the time, if you don't put in the hours in the gym, if you don't put your hours in cardio, if you don't eat correctly, meal prep, you're not going to get results. Right. There's no shortcuts whatsoever. Consistency is Consistency. Key, yeah. And that follows through with business, and that's 100% what real estate is. And I'm sure you could agree with that. Consistency, follow-up, that is 100% the name of the game. Definitely, definitely. So I think that definitely shaped me into where my goals are and what my mindset is because you have to get up, you have to do your cardio at you know 7 a.m., you have to get your weight training and you have to get your meals in. Yeah, a lot of discipline. You have to be. Yeah. And if you don't, you're not you're not going to get results. Right. So that's, you know, that was always something in the back of my mind that I could always compare to yeah. real estate. Yeah, definitely. So how did you end up getting into real estate from there? Like what was there somebody or something specific that kind of led you in that direction? So, I mean, so we had the stores for 5 years. So when that started when that started, you know, tailing off, I, I competed since I was 19. Okay. Um, my parents competed. So, and uh, so always, always was something in, in me. So, you know, working bodybuilding, hard. your parents yeah. competed? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So That's always, cool. yeah, it was cool. So always working hard for something was always, you know, something that I was instilled in. Yeah. You know, so um, that was, so I started competing when I was 19, started the business when I was 18. Um, before that, I worked in Gold's Gym. So okay. I, was, I was around it. Yeah. Um, so I saw the different aspects of it. So that, that was, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Hmm. But I always knew that I would be successful. As crazy as that sounds, you could ask all my friends, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be successful. Right, whatever you put your head to. Exactly, because yeah. you know, if you're, you're a hard worker and you're disciplined and you're consistent, it's, you're going you're gonna to find your niche. Right, right. So always competed um, from 19 on. Did the yogurt store with them from 18 on, and then I got into real estate for the simply just the limitless potential. I actually I went on many job interviews and because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't know what you know. I I knew what the values I had and what I had to offer, but I didn't know what category that was going to be in where you wanted to kind of like target that energy in a way exactly i knew that i worked you know 80 hours a week till two o'clock in the morning you know three nights a week up from six o'clock in the morning I, I worked like crazy yeah and i was like you know what am i getting in return for this yeah. so i was like you know what maybe a nine to five is a good idea mm. and then i was looking and honestly i got turned down from 95% of the jobs that I applied to because really? I didn't have a college degree. Mm. So yeah, I, I ran, you know, million dollar businesses, but I didn't have a college degree. Right. So right. You didn't have a piece I, of paper to prove I didn't it. have the paper to prove it and nothing against college degrees whatsoever. But to me, that should not be a knock on someone's resume. Definitely. If you have something else to back it up with. Yeah. So I, agree. I was, you know, I never forget. I went to a job interview for, um, um, What's oh my gosh! I never forget. Now, <laughs> um, the they do the um, the uniforms. It's uh, trying to think. They do the uniforms for um, like businesses, and they clean the uniforms once a week. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it though. 
I forgot the name of it. Anyway, I went for an interview with them for sales. Yeah. So because I knew that I, you know, I could talk to people. I knew I could, you know, do something with that. And I think the starting salary was like forty-five thousand, something along those lines. Right. And I went, and he's like, "You're great. I think you would be perfect for this. You know, you would crush it. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. But you don't have a degree, so you could start off by driving the trucks around, making ten dollars an hour." And I was like, "After that, after that, I was like." I can't do this anymore. I was like, I need to figure out something else. And actually, I was sitting in the waiting room, and he made me wait 50 minutes after the scheduled time. Jeez. Yeah, and then told me that, and I was like, just put such a bad taste in my mouth. And while I was sitting in the waiting room, HGTV was on. Right. With, like, houses and stuff. And I was just like, you know, this is such, there's so much opportunity. There's so much potential out there. Mm. Um, Sounds like a movie moment exactly, in the waiting right? room. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I think to myself a lot, and I just say, you know, how much is out there and what can you do to, to do that? Stop following the guidelines. Don't be a sheep. You know, create your own path. Right. Do something different because I feel like there's so much out there and there's so many people that just, you know, get into the stigma, go to college, get loans, right. work to pay the loans off, retire when you're 65. Like, like I don't want that cycle. to be me. I don't want that to be me. And, and I said to myself, what can I do not for that to happen also and what can I do to down the line provide for my family be there for my family and not having to not having to miss opportunities and moments because I'm working right right and working for something that's you know nothing crazy that you're not really building yourself you're building a, a company for somebody else or, exactly you know. exactly and I started many businesses on my you know in my life you know probably six businesses so far I started um, hmm. yeah inventions ideas and uh you know, I always, like I said, I know I'm going to be successful. Yeah. I just don't know what avenue. Right, right. So then I, I went to thinking and I, I said, you know what, let me get my real estate license. Yeah. And I wasn't even 100% sure about doing that. No. So I said, while I was working at the store, um, and I was actually getting ready for a show at that point. Okay. I went and I took the classes. It was, I think it was five months, four or five months. You did night classes? The night classes twice a week. Okay. So I'd work all day. I'd go to the gym in the morning, 6 a.m., Go to the store. From the store, go get a quick hour workout in. Boom, right to the night class. And I would get home at like, I don't know, like a, the, the class ended at 10.30. So you had a packed day. So then I would get home and that was it. And the teacher was, it was um, the real estate school in Cherry Hill. Okay. The teacher, he was old school guy. He was a farmer. Really nice guy, but he... The way I learn is from giving examples, mm. seeing real it. life scenarios. Exactly. So he said, he's like, hey, you know, I did a government building. I'll never forget. He said, I, 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 I got a lease for a government building and they renewed a 30 year lease on a government building and they renewed and he continued to get the check. Mm. And just that residual income and how much money he was getting, like just blew my mind. Right. And I was like, wow, there really is limitless potential out there. And I always thought to myself, you know, I want to sell apartment buildings. I want to sell. I grew up in an apartment building in Brooklyn with my with my mom, and I always like wanted that's. I always wanted to be around that right, and like right. that those types of people. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I said, you know, maybe this is you know something I want to do. So I started getting into it more and really like being intrigued in it more and doing research, and then that at that point um, got my got. Passed the test there. I actually failed the state test. Oh, really? Six times. Oh, jeez. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. six times. Oh, what a nightmare that was. Yeah. And uh, failed it six times. You know, I, and I studied like crazy. Yeah. I just wasn't yeah. good with tests yeah. and a lot of the stuff. And I feel like if you're not, if you're, you know, you're a young person, you're not, maybe you don't know the terminology of like, you know. Taxes, mortgages. Yeah, like you stuff. don't know that kind of stuff. Yeah. You never bought something yourself. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit harder. Definitely. And it definitely was harder for me. I don't know if you felt the same. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of just like studied it. I'm a really bad test taker too. And I did not think I was going to pass the first time. I, I passed the first time. Yeah. Thankfully. Thankfully. No, but I'm terrible at tests. For instance, my permit test, um, I was homeschooled. So I, I didn't take the, the class in high school for like learning how to drive. So I had to go to the DMV and study the book myself and then take it on the computer at the DMV. And I failed seven times for my DMV test, for my permit test. Wow. Yeah. But then I drove. I passed first time for the actual driving test. Okay, cool. But I'm terrible at test taking, so I was very worried and I was surprised. And it's the old school, like 1980s computers, right? At the DMV, you press a button. Okay, so I failed my school test too. Yeah. And I went to do that. So that was funny. Yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes you're just not a good test taker. Yeah. That is what it is. But yeah. you can know the information. But I'm telling you, they wait, they try to trick you with two with the right answers. Right, right. On the real estate yeah. test. They so, do. like, they do. So, I took the test, ended up, once I started getting into it, the biggest, the biggest wake-up call for me was, I'm not that organized of a person. I definitely am way more now. But the biggest thing, the biggest slap in the face was when I started l losing business opportunity because I didn't follow up. Yeah. When I said I was going to or just following up quick enough. Right. I had a so, lot to start. Like so much so. And and I, I should have probably started off on a team hmm. because I knew nothing in the business. I knew nobody in the business. I just, the way I picked Keller Williams was I did some research and Actually, at the time, my parents were selling their house, and um, one of the agents here actually were the one was the person that ended up getting the listing. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, and she, she was super nice. So she brought me in, and I just loved, I loved what Keller Williams had to offer. Yeah. I loved, you know, they, just everything, everything about it. You know, their motto, you know, giving back, doing the right thing. The split was amazing, and I just thought like it was a no-brainer for me. Right. So I got into it, and just I did it. I I started out by myself. I didn't I didn't work with anybody. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I used to work in the office with Jen, and I remember yep. you. Were just, I don't know how long you were licensed for, but you started coming into the office and asking for open houses as the yep. host. So I did. I mean, I think you doing I did, every weekend. I think yeah, every single weekend, even Saturday and Sundays. I think I probably did like forty open houses. Yeah. And I didn't have a good success rate on that. Yeah. And I was following up like crazy. I did everything that they said, you know, do postcards. I did bold three times. Oh, really? I drove, yeah, I even drove to Manhattan to do bold. Wow. Yeah, when I first started, I, I, was, I went to Family Reunion. Um, two months in the business, I went right into Family Reunion. I flew out to California. I was hungry. I, yeah. said, I said, this is what it is. And actually a defining moment for me too was was i didn't know if i wanted to do real estate i wasn't sure i was in the in-between i just you know ended things with with the store we sold the store everything worked out great with that um and i didn't know like what the next step for me was so i went out to california for family reunion but i went out five days early and i went out by myself and i just went around there by myself i got different airbnbs and i was like just looking at you know 
buildings and just you know just just taking it all in yeah and i was like really and i i also knew nobody in the business this was before i did the open houses and anything like that yeah i, I knew nobody in the office i was just really just i was on a solo mission out there yeah and uh i ended up making a lot of friends because when you're by when you go into something out of your comfort zone by yourself you end up going and having you have to talk to people definitely you have to react if you go and sit down if you go into a, a classroom or if you go into an auditorium and you go and sit down with some you don't you go by yourself you're sitting next to two people that you don't know who they are mm. you're in front of people you don't know who they are so you end up talking it's a great opportunity to talk to them yeah and i built the best connections that way so like going out to different events i like going by myself yeah because it makes me have to go and forces you to network and i'm a super outgoing person Definitely. don't get me wrong but it forces you to network even more yeah because if you go with other people you end up sticking with your group you stick with the group really and then exactly network and do things like that so going by yourself huge thing um so at that point you just have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And I think people who also do that, they'll definitely agree with, with that as well. Definitely, definitely. I mean, all of that just shows your motivation and your drive. A lot of people would even, after failing once or twice on the test, would be completely discouraged and like lose all hope or you know, just like say, oh, I'll wait now, I'm not gonna do this, maybe it's not the thing for me. So that alone shows so much of your drive. But I think a huge thing is, going back to what you are saying about college versus paving your own way, you know, it's definitely a certain type of person. Some people need that structure. And, you know, I definitely am, I'm not anti-college, but I'm pro paving your own way. But there are some people who just don't have that discipline. You know what I mean? And it's, and I think everybody has it in them. It just takes different types of way, different types of things to, to, you know, what, how is this going to work for them? Yeah. And actually a question I've been asking a lot of people recently, like friends of mine, mm -hmm. Because I, I, I see a lot of people struggling and doing things that they necessarily don't want to do. Right. Like jobs, whatever. Yeah. Like, so was it with someone, you know, I was talking to my friend yesterday and she said, like, her brother's working for ADP. Okay. Awesome. Great. I'm, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. I love the family. Love them. My, one of my best friends. Um, and I said to myself, I said, in my mind, while she's saying this, I'm like, is that really what he wants to do? Is that for the rest like, of his life? For the rest yeah. of his life. I'm like, and then I say to myself, to a lot of the people that I'm friends with, a lot of people, are, is the job that they're getting, is that what they want to do? Is that really their dream? Is that their goal? Because, or is it just something that they have to do because they have to start paying their loans in six months? Right. Or are they doing that because they have to start paying their rent because they wanted to move to Hoboken to go, you know, go out to the bars right. and. Like, is that really what they want to do? Yeah. And I feel like I come to the conclusion that, you know, like 95% of the time, like it's not, yeah. you know, it's really not. And then you get stuck in the cycle where you get stuck in the cycle where now, you, now you're in an apartment that you're paying $2,000 a month for a shoebox and you're by yourself, you're with a roommate you don't really like. And now you have to stay at your job because you have to pay for the rent. And you have debt now, or whatever. So you, you can never get out of that. You can never take. You can never take the shot to start your own business. You can never take the shot to go on a commission-based business. Like the real estate industry is obviously 100% commission-based. Yeah. It's hard to get into the real estate industry when you're not younger, or you can take a shot, or you have some type of other stable income. Right. And also, you can't really half-ass being in real estate 
You can't, like, you could do it on the side here and there, but you can't take the step, the next step, and go all in if you don't have at least six months of funds to Yeah, exactly, to cover you. exactly. It's an easy point of entry, but once you get in it, you really have to have that motivation and that drive. Otherwise, you're going to be just, you know. And deals are going to fall through. Nothing is, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is promised. Deals are going to fall through, um, but you have to have enough inventory and enough, you know, things so that, yeah, you have things, 10 things on the contract, but you, you only need two things to work out. Yeah. yeah. Everything else is, is gravy. Right. And a lot of people, a lot of agents, young agents I see, you know, they get a couple deals lined up and they're like, oh, I'm golden now. Like, I'm good to go. I'm like, no, you got to keep lining up more because once those close, it's going to be another two months before the next one's closed. You have to keep pushing it. And I can't tell you, I'm sure you, anybody in the real estate business, I, I could have I could have said there's a 100% chance X, Y, and Z is going to close. It's under contract. Nothing could go wrong. And would you would you believe that the craziest possible thing could go wrong? And I'm like, no Always. way, dude. I'm like, no way. And uh, and you need that's the experience aspect. Yeah. You need you need to get knocked down a few times and realize. Now, me, unfortunately, I wish it wasn't like this. I need to experience. You could tell me something to you're blue in the face. Yeah. Until I see it firsthand. You won't believe it. I wish I wasn't like that. You know how much you know time and effort and money I would have saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I wasn't like that, but unfortunately, that's the case. Yeah. All right, we're gonna cut to a quick ad break, and we'll be right back. Goldfinch Title. Goldfinch Title is backed by Trident Abstract out of Wall Township, a leader in the industry. Trident has been in business since 1976. At Goldfinch, they have specialized teams ready to respond with solutions tailored to your needs, whatever they may be. This ensures that you receive maximum responsiveness, cost effectiveness, and efficiency. In partnership with their growing networks of offices around the globe, they have the flexibility to service national and multinational customers. Communication is key, and from the moment your offer is accepted, Goldfinch representatives will walk you through every step of the process. I can personally vet for them as well. I've worked with them on many deals. They work with my preferred attorney, and I've had nothing but a pleasure working with them, and every transaction that's in their hands has gone extremely smooth. Goldfinch has been vetted by most major banks and lenders. They offer full settlement services, making the process with them simple and completely cohesive. So if you're interested in working with them, call 732-547-2242 for a quote today or to learn more about their services. Again, the number is 732-547-2242. All right, we are back. But um, yeah, I wanted to keep talking about what we were talking about. We got cut off because the camera, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, some people just don't have that motivation to you know, get into the groove of things and start. And like, even for me, I mean, you're more involved in the commercial space already. So that kind of is where, where you know, you're leaning towards what you want to be and what you want to do as an investor in the future. But for me, I'm an investor, but I work in residential more and I don't really care about residential that much. You know, I, I love real estate. I appreciate it. I love working with clients. I love working with people. But even for me, in a way, you know, I want to be an investor in the future just like you do. But this this my job currently doesn't really tie into that. I mean, it, it kind of does in a way. But it's kind of like the ends do justify the means. It's it's related to it. It's something I enjoy. I'm passionate, but it's not my end goal. If you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. And I think that, listen, you're 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 in the same ballpark. You're just playing a different sport. Exactly. Which is fine, and it's great. You're at least you're in the same ballpark. Yeah. You know, and you're going to no matter what, you're going to make connections. To. You're you're going to make connections in that same realm. Right. Um, right. 
and I actually one of one of the things when I was when I first started like you, we were cold calling. Yeah. Hitting the phones, calling, 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 and just pounding away. No, I don't want to sell. Stop calling. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. And I started adding in. I do commercial as well. Mm. And if they said, hey, no, you know, no, I have nothing to sell. I'm like, all right, well, by any chance, do you have any commercial property or anything you're looking to lease? And this one guy who's a good client friend of mine now, he said, yes, I have a, a space I need to lease. Nice. I said, okay, awesome. I said, great. So ended up getting, um, ended up taking the lease. And the first six months, now, th- now this is the issue. And this is where I'm really trying to reach out to a lot of people and not to not make the same mistakes I made. Hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea whatsoever what I was doing. No yeah. idea what triple net leasing was. I had literally had no idea. I t- watched YouTube videos, I read up. Yeah. Again, I had no idea, but I wasn't on a team. I wasn't working with anybody, so I couldn't really reach out to too many people. Yeah, the office is great, have a lot of resources, but for commercial, there wasn't really anybody to talk to. Um, So that's why now I want to be that resource and reach, you know, for people to to go to. Um, But at the same time, again, I didn't had no idea what I was doing. First six months, got a couple bites here and there, nothing really, um, until I gained more more knowledge and more resources myself. If I would have had somebody that I could work with hmm. and I could have just ended up either giving them the list the lease as a referral or possibly, you know, working something out with them, yeah. It was sold. Right. It would have been done. And whether that be a lease, whether it be a building, whether it be anything in the commercial realm, it would have been done. And I know it would have been done because as soon as I did that, it was done. Yeah. And that's with everything. So so many residential agents try to go and do things on their own because they see the dollar signs of the commission check or they try to see like the potential of you know what the end goal is but you don't have the resource you don't have the knowledge and that's nothing against them it's just so much knowledge how would you right right how would you know that it's you know how would you know uh, you know a a foot doctor doesn't know how to perform on a heart right you know even though that's way above our pay grade of what we're doing (laughs) and and but you know what i'm trying to say it's it's totally two different things and even I'm one of the best bullshitters I know to try to figure something out. If I don't know it, I'll get the answer yeah, to it yeah. kind of thing. But there's only certain things that there's only so much you could do right. with that. Without and the experience. So that's a big thing. Like there's so many people that listen, if I'd rather, and if I don't know some things as far as, you know, um, I don't really do too much with land. You know, I'm learning more about warehouses and industrial and that kind of thing. Yeah. But right now, if I get a big, a big type of land deal, if it's, I, I hundred percent would refer that out. Right. Okay. I don't really know that, and I know, but what I do know is that I'll give that to an expert that can get that done. And right, right, because it's a different know. game. You want to just collaborate I, with people, and you want to work doing. with people. I would rather work. I would rather work every single deal with somebody mm-hmm. than do deals by myself. It's a lonely business. Yeah. That's true. And That's true. I mean, we've worked on stuff together. Yeah. I, I'd rather pick up the phone and you know, hey, what are we going to do about this problem? Yeah. What are we going to do? How are we going to get this done? You have resources. I have resources. Let's get it done. Because hmm. listen, it's it's a it's a numbers game. It's all volume. Yeah. So what happened with that lease? That, was that one of your first commercial? Yeah. Deals? So I, I got I got the deal done, and um, the the way I broke it up was, I got two thousand dollars. Over the course of six, uh, two thousand dollars a month over the course of six months. 
Nice. So not too bad. That's an awesome opportunity yeah. in commercial because guess what? We don't get paychecks every two weeks. Right. So I said instead of just getting twelve thousand right off the bat, let me break it up over the course of six months. Yeah. And yeah. He was happy with that. I was happy with that, and it ended up working out well. So, and and that's what that's what you can do. You can you can you know you can negotiate and figure out what what works for you. If you don't need money right now, okay backdate it do something over the course of months right. so that maybe six months from now a closing fell through but here you go here's the money you're getting right right and that was in your first year um first yeah that was my first actual year yeah okay how was your first year overall the bit like my first year was so so i think i did i think my first year i think i did like 1.4 million in sales um nice but i I wanted to do better than that. Um, yeah. My second year, I ended up doing slightly above that, and then last year was my best year. I did um, eight and a half million. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. It was closer to nine, eight and a half million. Um, it's awesome. Really great. Um, yeah, that was that was good. But again, I'm not satisfied to it whatsoever. Right. Um, this. Keep this, pushing yourself. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I had I had three deals that I thought were 100% closing for uh, first two weeks of January. Mm. They all fell through. Wow. Like a week before closing. Jeez. Um, and and they were all were residential. All residential referrals. So I was like, because I I won't do res I won't do residential if it's not like a close referral. Okay. Right now, because I'd rather just give that out to people. Right. Right. Because you know you can't focus on too many things. Yeah. Focus on you know what you're doing. Don't want to spread yourself too thin. Exactly. And anybody in the business will agree to that. Don't spread yourself too thin because you you can't do too many things at once. Yeah. And if you are, you're not doing them to your full potential. Yeah. So what do you think is the smarter strategy for a, a newer agent? You know, a lot of new agents this is a question I ask to almost all my guests. A lot of new agents will spread themselves thin in the sense that they'll be running all over the state to pick up deals. I did it. You know, they want to take anything. Different counties. Exactly. Dude, I got to the point where someone was like, oh, I want to buy a $400,000 house in South Jersey. I'm like, okay, awesome. So instead of me referring it out to an agent in South Jersey, yeah. I drove an hour and 20 minutes to South Jersey. I don't even know the town. <laughs> there was just nothing but trees. It was a shit show. I go to Probably open like the I open the lockbox, the Supra. Sorry, no access right. because different it's MLS. not different MLS. Oh, Dude, what a nightmare! So now I'm like embarrassed. And I'm with this person that's like just meeting me, trying to go see this house. So I had to call the listing agent. They came. They didn't even like the house. Right off the like, wife like made a face as soon as she walked through the door. I'm like, like what a waste of three I'm hours. Telling you, driving. I could write a book, and then that was it. After that, so I'm like, what? So. Of course, I didn't learn my lesson, and I ended up doing the same type of thing in North Jersey, but I made sure that it was a lockbox, but still, like, then going and, you know, having to go and find comps to justify what the offer is and all this other kind of stuff, it's just a nightmare. You were so, running comps and not even part of the MLS I was calling up people that I knew and say, hey, can you run, do me a favor and <laughs> yeah. run comps for this? And, and it ended up, like, you know, working out, Yeah, but... So much extra work and so much like nonsense for for again spreading yourself too thin. I put in you know hours and hours and hours when I should have just made the phone call and made the referral and I right. would have sat know, back got it got it and focused on focused on Monmouth and Ocean County. Yeah. yeah. Not you know 
Hudson County, and you know, where I have no idea what was going on over there. Um, so the biggest takeaway from the beginning of my career is work with people and refer things out. Okay. Especially people who are maybe specialists in that type of area. Or, you know, and guess what? You're building relationships. Yeah. Because they're going to do this. They're going to refer to you. They're going to want to refer to you. Absolutely. And if you can sure, you can bet your bottom dollar that you can get something sold better in a town that you know Mm. the school system and know this and know the transit schedules and know all that kind of stuff versus an area you didn't even know existed until someone said they want to book a house in that. (laughs) Right, right. You know, and it's it's funny, but it's it's the truth. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah. You might have answered already what what we were just talking about, but I was going to ask you if you could go back, what is something that you would change? I can change change something you did in the beginning of your real estate career. Um, the one thing I could that, that I wish I could change was that I wish I put myself in a better position knowledge-wise. So I don't know if maybe that's necessarily working with the team, but hmm. I think I would have definitely not have not have lost deals and would have known how to do different things but I also ended up going out of pocket a lot um, mm-hmm. without getting anything in return like w- my first listing I ever got was a 1.2 million dollar ocean route property there you go. Um, yeah it was right on the water the, the coolest thing ever kill for that it was it was awesome but he said the it was an expired I got it from calling he said um, super super nice old guy Really awesome. It was his summer. It was his summer home. He lived in somewhere in North Jersey. So I, I, I called him. I called him. I called him. I was on top of it like crazy, and I ended up driving up, getting, getting the listing. Um, he picked he picked me over you know a bunch of different agents. I really had no qualifications to, to do that, but he just liked me for me. And um, what I did the, the reason I got the listing was after I had the listing appointment. He didn't sign it there. After I got the listing appointment, it was an old, it was an old Italian couple, and they reminded me of my grandparents. So I was really close to my grandparents, and they showed me out in the garden. They like walked walked me around the house. They like showed me all their stuff, and it just reminded me of like my grandparents so much, like the old school Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I had this couch for 50 years, but we put the plastic on it, or like, or like. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's like our great grandmother in Brooklyn. She had like the, the fig tree. Yeah, in the yeah exactly. And, like yeah. they have this stuff for like a few years, but they take yeah. such good care of it. Like, yeah. And it and they're like, oh, you know, like this is the same wood flooring, but like we sanded it 45 times. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's so funny, but it's the truth, and they're all the same, and it's just such an amazing like. So you connected with so them. So I, conne- I connected level. with them, but again, I still went against like these top agents. Yeah. Yeah. So and I so I never said like I was nervous. I didn't had no idea if I got it, but she showed me all the fl- and they love flowers. They love flowers. So I said, me being who I am, I left. As soon as I got to the office after, I went and I I sent flowers to the house. And I said, nice. And I said thank you. You know. You could add this to your collection. Thanks for giving me the opportunity because I called yeah. for months and weeks on end trying to get yeah. like, thanks for the opportunity. Even if it didn't go further than that, I yeah. really genuinely meant thanks, you know, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And he called me back the next week. He said, My wife said she loved that and to, to hire you. It's the Italian charm yeah, right there. Exactly. But again, not doing it. You have to do things for the genuine aspect of it. Right. Don't right. do it for for what 
for what's going to be in return. Do it because you know if I was a fly on the wall there, I would have saw her reaction and it would have been, you know, incredible. So do it for that reason, you know. So long story short, the house, he wanted the house to be listed at 125. I thought just going along and saying that, no, there was no comps. There was no comps. There was a diamond in the rough. Both houses on each side were 300,000. Like really, it, you know, it was not something, not an easy sell. Didn't know about it. Just thought that me, I worked so hard on that property trying to get it sold. So I listed it for 125. I called every single agent that sold any property over 600,000 in the last two years in a 10 mile radius around there. I called every single one and I yeah. I tried saying, hey, do you have any additional buyers? Do you do anything? I called agents in North Jersey. I called agents in Staten Island and Brooklyn like, hey, I have this property, I have this property. I'm willing to give you additional point of, uh, half a point of my percentage. So I'll end up giving you 3% and I'll take two. Like, yeah. like I was doing everything I possibly can to sell that property. Yeah. Um, and I ended up getting two reductions for it. So I ended up getting it down to 950,000. Okay. Um, and I thought I was gonna be able to sell it and he signed an extension with me. So I had the property for, um, I had the property for nine months. Mm -hmm. And I was, I had it, I had the, I had an offer on it, thought I was gonna be sold. Ended up not being able, they ended up not being able to get the mortgage because they just got a divorce. Oh. So I thought it was all good. I thought it was going to be good. Um, then it ended up just not working out, and it expired with me. And he was like, you know, we're, we're going to take some time off. So that was a real letdown. Definitely a learning experience. Huge though. learning experience. I totaled up how much money I spent on that property. I spent like five... Between five and six thousand dollars. Oh my god! I spent between five and six thousand dollars on that property. Between brand new signs, marketing, marketing photos, photos, aerial, like drone, the yeah. craziest amount of stuff, and I got nothing for it. Yeah. But I got an amazing learning experience, and I know to never, you know, I, I know to never let that happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, if I could help people out with that in the future, definitely. But if you start seeing like this crazy price points and you think hey this is gonna be awesome first thing I should have done as soon as I got that I should have found the best agent hey let's partner on this and right. I could almost guarantee that it probably would have been sold what town was it in? it was in Bayville Bayville okay yeah so that was wow. you know and again someone could have told me that in the beginning I'd be like no I'm gonna hustle I'm gonna get it done I'll figure it out by working hard yeah it's not always the case it's not always, case, not always yeah. the case and so he ended up going and relisting with an agent and she still hasn't sold it yet. So wow. at least I know. It's listed at the lower price now? Um, or yeah, that, at, the, more? at the lower price. But, wow. you know, if I was with an experienced agent, someone that knew any type of, you know, knew the business, I, mm -hmm. I would never have gone in at the 12.5 number, uh, 1.25 right. number. I would have gone in at a lower number, and it probably would have got sold at some point throughout that, you know. Right, right, right. Because, listen, if someone's, someone sees something over their price point, over their range, they're not gonna, and I'm telling you, I called, the, the agents that I called, they, they're probably like sick of me at this point, because I kept going, hey, do you have any buyers? Do you have any? I called everyone, I must have called like, 
I must have called like 300 people. That's, like, that's smart though. I mean, that's good. Yeah. That's good branding, branding good marketing for the property. I mean, just call everybody literally. I called everybody and I was like, I was literally willing to give them so much and they just yeah. didn't yeah. have buyers. Yeah. And I was like, why not? Instead of just, yeah, I've direct mail marketed to all over the place, but why not go to the agent who has so many buyers instead of just the individual buyer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Agents who specialize in that area. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so All right, so I have one final question. question. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, I want to know what is your 10-year plan? Where do you see yourself in 10 years, or where do you want to be? Definitely. So with commercial, it's been such an amazing experience so far um, with just the opportunities, right? So once you get the ball rolling, um, when you're in that industry, somebody knows somebody, and somebody else knows somebody, whether it be a client, whether it be an agent. You know, it's all about networking. Everything is about networking. Um, now... If you, if you are, like I said, you are who you surround yourself with, and if you continue to see opportunities, they other, those clients have other friends who also have referrals. They also have apartment buildings. They also have shopping centers. They also have this and that, and that's really just how you grow it. So you want to put yourself out there, and you want to put yourself in a position to succeed, with also having knowledge. Why should somebody call me versus the other guy? Why should someone call me? And when they do call me, am I going to be able to answer their question? Um, and honestly answer their question. Because there's so many snakes in the grass and there's so many people that are out to get you in commercial. And it's the craziest thing. I mean, residential as well, but you're not really protected as much in commercial. So, like, I've gotten to a point where I went to go show a property and with a the, with the client that I, you know, earlier, earlier in my career and... I went to show the property and I didn't really know the guy that well. They ended up, we were going back and forth on the price. I didn't have anything to protect myself. They went around me and worked the deal out behind my back and cut my commission out. And that was the difference of getting the sale done. So again, learning experience, very costly learning experience, but you know, it is what it is. And I promise you going forward, I will never do something without you know, having myself protected. Also, having leverage in the deal. What do I have to offer? What can I offer to make the deal go through? You know, my knowledge and expertise is something that somebody needs to be able to, to get something done. Now, that's on me. That's on me to know the figures, the numbers, the underwriting portion of it. That, you know, my expertise, they're not just paying to buy the building. I'm justifying my commission by the knowledge that I know and what I can offer and what I can bring to the table. And that's that's all behind the scenes. That's all stuff you have to learn and experience. You have to do. Yeah. yeah. You know that's and also why should somebody go and refer somebody to me? What what makes me different from somebody else? I need to get it done. I have a track record. I know the knowledge in that area, in that system, in that specific niche. Again, that's why if you don't know something, refer it out because the chances of it getting done are ten times more, a hundred times more. I don't know the, again, I keep going back to like land. I don't know anything about land right now. And I'm, I'll say it. Yeah. Yeah. People are, people are very, very, you know, they don't want to admit when they're wrong. Prideful. And they're, yeah. They're, they don't want to admit when they're wrong and they, when they don't know something. Right. Um, or asking for help. I'll be the first one to, to ask for help. Yeah. And you know, whatever it is, because just, just be honest about it, you know? And I think that's more genuine, more more respectful than, than anything else, especially in this business because you, you find a lot of characters and a lot of people out there. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's just 
you know, going back to your question, you said, what's my 10-year plan? You know, just continue building my network, continue, um, you know, brick by brick. You know, you can't, you can't take the elevator to success. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a saying, right? Um, you got to go step by step. And, you know, along the way, sometimes you take a couple steps back, you readjust, reevaluate, stay true to your plan, and, and keep going forward. And, you know, the thing I see in myself is I love... I don't want to be just be stuck to being here. With the idea of commercial investing, I want to be able to have properties all over. Yeah. I want to have multifamilies in Florida, in Texas, in Arizona. You know, yeah. I want to have them all over, and it's very possible, and it's extremely doable. And we're in the process of doing that now. And um, you know, it's it's an amazing opportunity because you know you have management companies, you have partners, you have joint ventures, you have different types of you know acquisition partners and stuff. And there's so much that goes into it and it's so doable you just have to pull the trigger and yeah. if you surround yourself with the type of people that you want to be like um, in the business you're going to get there and it's yeah. nothing you're, you could have an idea and it's you know if you say it out loud somebody might be like oh that's crazy you know you know stick to this or stick to that and I've, I've been told that but to me I said listen there's there's no blueprint for it I'm just going for it yeah and Listen, it's a numbers game. If you call enough of, my thought process was this. If I call enough of, I trans, again, I knew nobody in the business. I still am trying to figure it out and make the, make the plan. If I go and for residential properties, if I call for sale by owners and expires for residential properties, why can't I do that? commercial properties. I remember that's what you were telling me when we, we sat down. Exactly. I, no one told yeah. me that. No, I just figured it out. And um, I told you that story about the marina, right? That I ended yeah. up yeah. finding that marina that was an expired. I called every marina on the Jersey Shore. Ended up getting somebody that was, that was looking to buy it. Ended up, the seller ended up not wanting to sell it. There was an issue there. Um, but again, just the hard work and persistence, you figure it out. You know, throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. And, you know, that's... That's my that's my that's my business model, and yeah. you know, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and make a call. Don't be afraid to say, "Hey, I don't know something right now, but I will figure it out and I will get the answers." And yeah. by that, doing that, network with people. Be you know, yeah. people that do know stuff, ask questions. And anybody that's successful, anybody that's you know has the right head on their shoulders, they they would love to see somebody, you know reach out to them and and refer business with them and, and work with them because it comes full circle especially yeah. people that are genuine and, and hard-working because there's not too many people that they just look for the easy way out or you know try to do something yeah not the right way yeah be a team player is really what that's what it is to. be consistent be a team player and you know you do right by somebody and it, it will come back full circle and don't don't try to what's it don't be um, what's what's the uh, the saying? Penny penny wise dollar full, uh, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. What, 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 I'm not I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but don't don't go and take the money now. One burned hand is better, is better than two, two out. Two, yeah, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> don't go and screw somebody right now right. for some money. If don't give don't go and not pay them the referral. Don't go and do that stuff now because. It's going to come back. Yeah. Your yeah. reputation is the only thing you got. Yeah. And the word travels. And if you go and screw somebody now and end up not taking care of them or doing the right thing by them, yeah. 
it's gonna come it's gonna come around. You're going to see that person again, and if not, calm as a bitch. Straight up. That's just yeah. what it is. And even if I go and someone puts me in contact someone puts me in contact with somebody else and I end up, you know, closing a deal or making a great deal with them, that person that put me in contact with them, even though they did nothing, they did nothing and they maybe weren't even expecting anything. I still want to do something to show my appreciation for that. Definitely. Just just a good that's just that's just how I am. Yeah. I never want to screw anybody. I always want to do the right thing and you know, if you if you have that mentality, you're going to be all right. There's a lot a lot a lot a lot of money to be made. And yeah. uh, that's just that's that's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, well, this is, is all great. great. Thanks so much, Joe, for coming on. If you want to plug where the they can follow you on Instagram or Facebook, of course, at Joey Real Estate um, KW. So Joey Real Estate KW is my handle on Instagram. Awesome. Um, yeah, check me out, Joe Spinella on Facebook. Um, yeah, I uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, everybody, everybody for watching. This is your commercial guy. If you need any commercial. Anything commercial, hit him up. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube watching, please subscribe, please like, please leave a comment. It really helps us in the YouTube algorithm. If you're watching on Spotify, make sure to follow us. And if you're watching on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave a five-star review. I'll see you guys next time. Five stars.